Welcome to the Tribe of Testimonies. Here you will find conversations with faithful Native American members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, sharing their stories and their love of the Savior. My name's Andrea Hales. I'm Navajo, and I'm glad that you've decided to come and join us today. Today, my guest is Brother Benjamin Lee. Um, he's a year ago recently returned missionary. And he's, uh, so we talk a lot about his mission, and it's great. Um, I just was thinking about a little bit about missionary work this past week, especially considering the last episode was with Brother Ron Begay, who uh, served a mission, and then uh, in between Ron's um, episode and this episode, uh, just got a, a an email about missionary being a missionary and a Native American and how it, it is for some people hard. And so um, just really grateful for these testimonies about missionary work and their mission influence in their life. So here's Brother Benjamin Lee, and I hope you enjoy this conversation. I'm on the phone tonight with Brother Benjamin Lee. Um, we've never met, and I'm I'm really happy we had a, a pre-interview chat a couple weeks ago. Is it has it already been a couple weeks? Oh, we waited almost a year, and finally. Oh yeah, that's right, that's right. I I contacted him right off the mission, and then we both kind of forgot. So yeah, but then we talked a, like about two weeks ago, I think it was, and so we finally got this scheduled. So. Uh, ben, would you please introduce yourself in your tribal way as much as possible? If it's in your language, great. If it's not, that's fine. Not everybody speaks their language, and some languages are dead. Yate, Shikedo, Shedanea, Shea, Benjamin Lee, and She, Adonet, Mishlenigi, E. Nakedan, and Mishle, Tachini, Bashishin, Elisane, E. Dashiche, Nana, Honora, Ni, E. Dashinale, Akut Ego, E. Denen, Mishle, Beschinel, Denat Shah. So my name is Benjamin Lee, as stating my introduction as a Navajo person. And also, I'm also stating that my clans are um, the Mexican people clan, which I'm born into. I'm also born for um, red running into water. And my maternal grandfather's clan is the mini goat clan. And my fourth clan which is my last clan, is one who walks around clan. I am defining myself as a Navajo male, and I currently reside in Winslow, Arizona. Great. Thank you so much. Um, ben, would you please share something that you love about your heritage as it relates to the gospel of Jesus Christ? It could be anything like a story, a celebration, a way of life, a ceremony, Anything that you love about who you are as it relates to the gospel of Jesus Christ. I truly appreciate my family for the remarkable examples they have been throughout my life and sharing a piece of my own cultural heritage about the meaning of life, the meaning of how to take care of yourself, the meaning of like um, representing your Navajo culture and also representing the uniqueness of the indigenous people of North America and 
possibly with other like tribes around the world. It's just it's a unique thing that my grandparents and the rest of my family has shown me. And I was raised in a specific way where I never had like a big opportunity to always be there to like learn as much of my heritage as I wanted to. But I was so blessed to be able to take the time and opportunity to at least be with my maternal grandparents and to um, learn like little key points here and there about my own heritage and how it correlates with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And from that point, it's just been nitpicking here and there. But I mean, it's it's been a really amazing journey for me because they really showed me the appreciation for um, life, for the um for the holy people or the the end and f and for the meaning of what um the great the great creator the almighty or which we in turn call um heavenly father who created this beautiful world for us and to give us um the opportunity of life to give us the creation of plants and medicinal herbs and animals and other living things that can benefit us in our life. And I was truly blessed to understand more of those things and to respect the the specific animals and the plants and everything that comes along with our Navajo traditional um, ceremonies and stories and all that. And it really, it really made me think about a lot when I was a kid. Um, but as I got older, I've been more into like studying more about like Christianity. Um, with me, I am actually a convert to the church, which is has been a been a special thing for me, but it's also been a very unique situation because um, my parents are not members. Neither of my siblings are members. I'm the only member in my family, and it's just been a rocky road for me. Because sometimes I would attend church by myself and all that. But, I mean, it's been a real eye-opener for me to internalize, like, something new. Something besides um, what was taught to me from my grandparents. And it really touched me when I started to get more into um, into church. And to learn about, like, the uniqueness of the plan of salvation and to learn about the uniqueness of um, how to represent yourself in the ways that Heavenly Father would have you to follow the commandments and to uh, learn to grow and to develop your own testimony and your faith in the Savior Jesus Christ. And when I thought about that, I always thought about the things that my grandfather would say and tell me about the specifics about how to take care of yourself, to always offer up prayers and to celebrate life and to be happy because you come from a, a great and powerful like line of great people and stating from that i just internalize like the things that we come from when we think about the plan of salvation and where we come from and how unique our own life and our own values are because we are all unique and we're all special in the ways of um in the ways of our heavenly father and how he views us i mean to being a navajo it's it's been a unique 
it's been a unique journey for me. I, I appreciated learning hand in hand my culture and my heritage along with the church because it gave me a better understanding of how to help others understand how to um, how to live life and also how to enjoy the many things that are that surround us. And it's been it's been quite a quite a fun experience actually. Um, so going back to my conversion, I was around the age of 14, but I started taking lessons around the age of nine years old. And it's been an off and on situation. I mean, I, I started meeting up with missionaries because of my friend, Alan, because, um, he took, it all started because I was, uh, I was attending Boy Scouts, not Boy Scouts, but Cub Scouts when I was younger. And we used to go to Wednesday night activities and all the other boys and I would all would do fun activities and all that. And sometimes we'll meet at the church or we'll meet at another member's house. And I got used to it. It was, it was fun. And being able to share that rare opportunity with my friend, it, it brought me closer to, um, to finding the church and also to, um, better, better understand what Christianity was and how, and who Jesus Christ was and so on and so forth. And I, and I didn't expect it when I was that age, but later on in the years, I just kept going to Cub Scouts. I was invited to church a couple of times, but I think when I was at the age of 12 years old, I started meeting up with the missionaries and they've been teaching me ever since. And it was all because of my friend Dallin and his wonderful spirit and his great example of sharing the gospel with someone like me and to be able to um, share his testimony and share his his faithfulness with me and to give me the the faith that I needed to to build my own testimony to build um, upon the simple things that I've learned as I started being taught by the missionaries. And the first missionaries I ever had were Elder Munns and Elder Short, and they were such great examples of of the gospel and teaching me. And it's been a great a great time, and everything that they shared has impacted my life and been able to, and I was able to um, correlate most of those things with my my own belief in it. It really struck out to me, and I really, really enjoyed it as a kid. I mean, I was shy. I was a little concerned because I was thinking, what did I get into when I was when I was being taught? Like, where was I going with this? And later on, I just felt more at peace every time I started meeting with the missionaries. And pretty soon after a few a few months and all that, I got into it and. And later on, I decided to to make that that commitment. When the missionaries asked me on my last lesson if I wanted to be baptized, I told them that I would, and that I kind of felt in my inside of myself that this was something that was more special to me than anything, and it gave me the opportunity to. Um, 
find out who I was and to discover like so many new opportunities for myself. And on the day of my baptism, which was on my birthday and back in 2014 on February 22nd, it was, it was a great, it was a great day. And I think the one thing that really was more tender to me is when I was getting baptized and being able to be surrounded by my loved ones, my friends, and all those who that care, um, all those of those, all those people that cared about me. It made me, it made me feel appreciated, and I really enjoyed it. But what really was a big eye opener and spiritual opening for me was when I was submerged in the water and to be brought back out of the the font. I had the special opportunity that my eyes were opened a little bit more that I can see clearer. And it was a great opportunity for me to realize that this was a new beginning for me. And it, it made me feel great. And I remember seeing my grandparents and my family and just thinking, I think I made the, the right opera, the right choice in my life to, to pursue this and to further my my growth and um, to further my 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 faith and all that and in learning about the gospel and learning about the church and right after i was baptized and i got dried off and changed back into my sunday clothes and all that i we were taking pictures and all that and i sat down with my grandfather osborne chatter and he he sat down with me and started talking to me in Navajo I caught some of the words but not all the words but what he would talk about was how it, this is a rare opportunity for you to be baptized and what it means to accept something like this and he would tell me about the almighty again and how life is created and how like in in the seasons and all that how seasons the seasons change and all that and how we reach spring is like the beginning and then going on with the four seasons and finally ending in winter where everything hibernates or starts to um, die and to close. But then we start spring again and all that. And he says that it's a great opportunity to know that difference between the, the renewal of life. And he would tell me that this renewal of life is, is almost like baptism where we're like the four seasons we go through, we go through these unique stages in life. And like the, um, the path that you took grandson is very special because just like the four seasons, you were able to go into that water to be brought out and to be renewed, to be reborn. And just to know those things, he said, the almighty or the great creator had that kind of plan for you. And when I hear about like the great plan that he has for us or what he sets out for us, it just brings me back to the specifics about the plan of salvation. Like how in the beginning we all were spirit children of our heavenly father and to be able to be in his presence, to um, study and learn for ourselves what we needed to do before we came to this earth. And finally, when we come to this earth, it's the stage of trying to learn again, to take the steps to find out who we are and where we come from. And when we're born, it's like that, that whole thing with the four seasons. We, 
we 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 learn we grow in the springtime we fulfill our our part in the summer and then we prepare for the fall get everything ready and then finally when the winter comes everything's gathered everything's prepared and everything starts to hibernate or to diminish and then when we're brought into this life it's a great opportunity to know that um, we're being born into this life we get to start up again we get to move forward and to cherish life again we get to grow we get to learn we get to develop into who we are and to discover where we come from and being part of the Navajo culture it's been a great opportunity to know that life life is worth living life is very special and it's very sacred even to the smallest bug to the largest animal that walks within the forest or the mountains around the Navajo reservation or the Navajo nation or anywhere around the world everything has a specific meaning has a, a symbolism towards it and how it represents to life I remember growing up hearing stories with my grandfather telling us about Ma'i or the coyote and how he's the trickster and all that and how um, whenever we drive on the dirt roads or anything like that he would tell me stories of what if it goes in a specific direction or if it crosses your path that you offer up a certain prayer to it and ask for whatever he's telling you what Ma'i is telling you that it would be good for you because in the beginning stories, it, Coyote is a trickster, and he's also one of the great, the great characters in this whole great plan of in the creation story for the Navajo or the Diné people, because um, he aided in helping us to like give us the path of what we need to do, and I would think of it like as Coyote, also as how. Um, Adam and Eve were tempted by um, by Satan in the garden as the serpent, but then again, I would I would correlate with most of that of how without the fall of Adam and Eve, we wouldn't be able to experience the the things that we are now. We wouldn't be able to experience the the good or the bad. We wouldn't be able to um, live life. We wouldn't be able to experience happiness or joy or sadness or your anger we would be in a state of innocence and i always think of how that that one representation of my would um or coyote would be to me just to correlate with the creation of adam and eve and the creation of the world and i also think about the sacred things like also the horn toad and how it was a great protector for all of us and how there was a thunder god and all that and how it terrorized most of the people in in this land and all that but the horn toad was a special protector for a lot of us and to be able to shield us and to um to protect us from all those harmful things that the the thunder spirit gown was wreaking havoc on all of us and growing up i heard those stories and whenever I see a horned toad my grandfather would always tell me to respect those tiny creatures and said you define that that little tiny lizard right there that little tiny horned toad you would greet it as your grandfather or your Che because that's what they are and in, in later on when I was growing up on the reservation I would visit my grandparents and I would ride 
ride horse with my with my dad and my nolly man and we would go out riding and whenever we see one of these little guys my nolly man would always get off his horse and pick one of them up and place it on his heart and i always wondered why he would do that and the special thing about the horn toad was that he would tell me the same story that my grandpa osborne would tell me is that they are protection for from all the evil that goes on in this world as long as you place it on the heart you know that you're protected and whatever evil or um or tempting um thing that comes to you it will reflect off of the off of the spikes or off of the the skin of the horn toad and that's why that is that's an important part of of it and when i think of the horn toad i always go back to how in the church we talk about the holy ghost and how the holy ghost is a great yeah a great protector to us it it warns us it guides us it comforts us it leads us and how special that is and to be being for me being able to represent a horn toad with the holy ghost it it gave me like a special a special kind of feeling inside knowing that um like little even little creatures like that are great examples of how it correlates with the gospel of jesus christ and how a lot of those things just mean so much to me because of my grandfathers and being able to tell me the specific things about life and i quite enjoyed that when i was growing up and i still enjoy it i mean even though both of my grandfathers are now passed and I don't have much to really rely on. I can always rely on the teachings that they gave me as I grew up. And I mean, that also gave me the courage to keep moving forward with the church and to build up my knowledge about the gospel and to further my education and to serve a mission for the church. And I did so proudly and I appreciated the the many things I obtained and what I was able to share with those people on my mission as well. I love that. I love, I love all those things as you shared. Um, I, I, uh, I haven't made some of those connections before, so I appreciate that. Um, so you, you said, you told me that you have served a mission. Where did you serve and, um, how hard was that decision for you to make? So, I served in the Montana Billings Mission. I served in the year of 2019. Um, I served for a period of one year because of the COVID situation that was going on. But I, it was a, it was a really difficult decision. I mean, growing up in the church from the time of 2014 up until I was preparing to leave for my mission, it was a rocky road because. Um, I, yeah, like I said, I was the only member in my family to really join the church and to develop my knowledge in the gospel and to, um, to attend church, to attend seminary. It, it was very difficult. It was, uh, it was more of a trying time with me and my father at, the t at that moment because my father was more, more of a moral type of person and he had his differences about the church and it was it was a kind of a kind of a difficult time for me to try to try to tell him that i was wanting to serve a mission that i was preparing for one 
and he would tell me, is this, is this what you want to do? Is this what you really want to do? And I told him yes. And same thing with his parents too. My, my paternal grandparents were also very concerned and worried about me serving my mission because they thought of it as it's a crazy world out there, grandson. And you don't know what, what kind of things will happen to you out there. And we want you to stay home where you know everything's safe and where everything's familiar to you. And I know my my maternal grandparents or my my Che and my Masana would tell me is that this is this is great for you. You should go and do it because it gives you the, the opportunity to go bless the families that you're gonna serve and to share that the same knowledge that you have as you were growing up to share with them and to help them know who Jesus Christ was and to help them understand what the plan of salvation was to help them come closer to near to um, Heavenly Father and to be able to follow the commandments and do the same things I did as I was being taught by the missionaries. So yeah, it was it was a trying time for me because um, everybody on my dad's side didn't want me to go. And my mom was trying to help me so much as, as much as she could to help me prepare. And I was so thankful for her and all the wonderful people that she worked with because most of the people that she worked with were some most of them were members of the church and also some were like very familiar with what um the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints did for like um young young people who were getting ready to serve on the mission and so they helped they aided me in in the process of preparing myself for the next two years by helping my mom financially, like far fiscally, by giving her some money just to help me purchase my suits and to get other like um, other things ready for myself to depart to the MTC. And after it, it was it was it was very um, touching to me because most of those people I that helped my mother were very great friends of mine and most of them were very very much a great support in my life and most of those people i heard like specifically there was a doctor who helped so much and one of the heartbreaking news that i ever got from my mom one day before i was finalizing everything for my mission was that he passed away and it made my mom cry and it made me cry, but I didn't cry so much because I still had that sense and feeling of what I learned and what I've attained throughout all my years as um, as a member of the church and just growing to my spiritual shoes, I would say, is that this is not just, this is just a moment in our life in the moment of the plan, in the moment of what God has for us and what is to be expected in the next um, coming life. And it gave me a sense of peace and calmness and to pursue my, to pursue my mission. And so I did, I got everything finalized. My dad finally kind of supported me through the remaining days and I knew my dad was still skeptical about it, so they didn't let me board the plane at Sky Harbor in Phoenix 
but they decided to take drive me up all the way up to the MTC. My mom, my brother, and my dad. They all decided to pack up some clothes and to load up, up load them up in the truck and just to head out straight up to Utah to Provo. And to me that was that was a great experience for me. Being able to take a one road one more road trip before I was gone for them for about two years. I was able to talk with them more about what I was going to be teaching people out in Montana. And through those those two days before we they dropped me off on at the MTC was a growing experience to help my dad recognize what I was doing was was good and was going to be a benefit for a lot of other people. But it was also going to be something that would help benefit me when I got back and also benefit the family. Because I remember when before I left, one of my great friends, Hal Hancock, would tell me that, um, don't worry about your family. He would tell me, Ben, don't worry about your family. Your family will be okay. Because as you serve the Lord and are a representative of the Savior, Jesus Christ, they will bless you abundantly with so many things and with one of those blessings they will bless your family and they'll protect your family and and guide them in your absence and so i took that and i internalized it and i went forward and throughout those two days and talking with my dad i helped give him a better like clarification also i kind of gave him comfort knowing that I was going to be all right and that my family would be all right. I think one of the most emotional and loving moment I ever had before before they dropped me off was we're driving up the road from our hotel up to the MTC and my father decided to pull off on the side of the road and park for a little bit. And he looked at me and he told me, Ben, are you sure you want to still go forward with this? I told him, yeah, Dad. I'm still wanting to. I'm still wanting to serve my mission. I still want to be dropped off and do what I need to do. And he said, okay. Well, just know that we're here for you, Ben. And just know that we're, we're, always, going to be, we're always going to be here for you. We'll love you. And you're going to be all right. Don't worry about us. And at that time, I remember... I asked a specific question to my stake president and my bishop about my patriarchal blessing. And I said, can I read this to my family? And they said, you can. It's it's a blessing for designated for you, but the people that you should talk to is a, with your family, share with your parents. So in that truck ride, before we went up to the NTC, I read my patriarchal blessing to them. My mother cried and my father He's a very stern kind of guy, but I mean, he teared up a little bit. And but yeah, even my brother was was a little silent. I mean, he was he didn't want me to leave. But reading through what my blessing stated, it gave him a little bit of reassurance, knowing that I was going to be okay, and to know what my my um, my position as a missionary would be, and to helping um, share the gospel with all others. But yeah, they dropped me off at the MTC and it was a very, very touching moment and I quite enjoyed it. And 
looking back and seeing that my family was was finally heading off and going to leave me, I was just like, I'll be okay. I'll be okay. Nothing will, will happen to me. But for the next couple of weeks, it was a great opportunity for me to learn and to study more about what I was going to do as a missionary. And then finally getting up to Montana, I quite enjoyed it, sharing my belief and also helping others recognize that same kind of feeling that I felt when I was in my young, in my youth and just touching those hearts and to help them realize who Jesus Christ was and to help them develop their own unique testimonies. It was a great opportunity for me to also share my testimony about the Book of Mormon and what it meant to me. So I love, I love that story. I love that your parents just showed you, even though that they didn't believe the same things that you did, that they just had unconditional love for you. So I think your parents are a good example to all of us to show that to to all of those that we love as well. I, I really appreciate that. And um, I think it's amazing that you went and I think it's great. So um, did your has your family softened to the church at all? Yes, actually, my mom's always been been supportive of me since the get go when I was um, friends with my friend Dallin at the age of eight. She's been always hankering me for um, to go to church, to attend my 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 sacrament meetings, to study my Book of Mormon, and also um, the Old Testament, the New Testament, and she always wanted me to attend seminary to keep going and do all those things. My dad, on the other hand, was more of, uh, you need to just put your head back into into the books and just keep doing what you need to do, work hard and help me out of the reservation, do all these things, and you don't need to worry about for that right now. But my dad now, I mean, he kind of understands more. He gives me more of a leeway and a, um, some leverage to keep attending church and also just to... Um, to be that kind of thing. I mean, sometimes I share I share things and he would always say that whatever I said would always remind him of his dolly man or whatever I would say too would also remind him of his dad. And it gives me a better stance with him about how everything that I learned from church also benefits me in the long run of how I'm going to live my life and how I would be okay. And it gives me connections with people that he probably needs help um, connecting with and I help him out by talking with the people to to um, help him with whatever he needs because of work or out of the reservation or anything like that. But yeah, my my dad softened up quite a bit. My brother, my brother is fifty uh, fifty. He's just been like, I support you, but then again, I don't know. I support you, then again, I don't know. But yeah, he's been like that for a while. But yeah, my mom's my full support and. Dad is the same way. He's 50-50 about it. Brother's 50-50. But everything works out. I think my family really recognizes that this is something that I want and that I am able to um, keep progressing and to keep learning for myself. And it's it's been, a, it's been a great blessing for me. So what is one of the uh, biggest, best things that you learned while you served your mission? I think the best thing I ever learned or the greatest thing I ever learned on my mission was um, being able to get out of my comfort zone, being able to um, 
serve with other people that you don't know. I mean, I had so many like missionaries when I was in MTC who came from Australia or Idaho or like the Carolinas or like these these places I'd never been or people that I never knew. And also my teacher, one of my teachers, uh, she came from Manchester, England and being able to be taught by her, it was it was a unique experience. I mean, I had I had my companion who was from New Mexico, so at least he was a neighboring state kind of person. So I was used to that. But I mean, going out to the mission field, I kind of had to get out of my comfort zone. I was no longer in Arizona. I was no longer in Utah, like in the MTC. And so I was put in a new situation, and I had to be placed in Wyoming, and finally came to meet my trainer, and. It was weird because then I got so used to my first companion and now I had to get used to somebody else for the next six six weeks. And it it was it was kinda hard for me the first time, but I mean um learning who my companion was, being able to teach with them and to being able to serve with them was a great opportunity for me to be more social, to allow more people to come into my life and to um befriend them and accept who they were and to work with them as much as I can. I mean, it was it was a challenge once transfers came around and I got my next companion and so on and so forth. And every companion that I had had their unique challenges, but I mean, I loved them just as like the savior would love anybody. Just love them as if it was your own brother or it was your own family member, so I did. And it, it brought me to a sense of how Christ would be. It, because in those unique moments of serving as a elder and being able to experience like transfers and the changing of companions, I develop a sense of understanding. Because every companion that I got, I had an opportunity to help them out with whatever they they were like either struggling with, like. My first companion had self-confidence issues, but I helped him and I loved him and I I worked with him and supported him through whatever he needed and he became a he became a better missionary as it was. And he still talks to me today and I quite enjoy it. Second companion was more of a rebel, but showing him my my commitment and my um and my organization skills and keeping on schedule and all that he he looked back at himself and reflected on what i was doing and it made him work harder and it made him to appreciate what he was as a missionary again and i enjoyed that and so on and so forth every companion needed help and it felt like i was there i was like designated to be with this person and to help them become a better missionary and so I got that feeling that what, like how Elder Rasband and like a couple of conferences ago mentioned something about divine design and how unique people are put into your life for a, um, for a special reason. And I felt like as in, in the mission field, as I got transferred and got new companions, I was divinely placed in that, that specific time and that specific moment to be there for my, my companion and to help them with something or like I was placed in a unique area 
and I was blessed with so many people that I taught and to bless them specifically for what they needed. Like they might've needed me to like state something to them more perfectly that no other missionary probably would have done it. And it gave me like a spirit of confidence and I, I quite enjoyed it. And just learning that, that unique, uniqueness of my mission, I decided to take that um, to heart and to know that I like how, how we're designated to be in somebody's life and how this is all planned out because of what our Heavenly Father intends for us as we continue to live righteously and to do our part. He'll place us in those great moments to help and aid our fellow men and to love those around us and to help them gain a vote of confidence and to help them grow and develop their own personal faith and their own testimonies and what we do now. Thanks. Um, okay. So I have one more question before the final question. Um, what advice or words of wisdom do you have for a young person who might be considering um, becoming a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints? In my experience throughout my, my youth and being able to um, go through what I was going through, I think kids, I mean, I look at my niece now and I, I take her to church and I talk to her a couple, a couple times about um, who Jesus Christ was. And when I attend church and I take her there, she would go to the primary classes and I would go into the quorum, my priest quorum classes and I come back at the end of church and I meet back up with her and I ask her, so what did you learn today? And she would look at me with a happy, glad face and she would tell me, I learned about Jesus and I learned about um, the Holy Ghost. And it, it always brings a smile to my face. But um, what I would say to all, any of those kids that are learning for themselves or wanting to know um, about the church or their their um, progress and wanting to become a member of the church is that it's it it takes time it's it doesn't it doesn't come all immediately I just think of it how prayer is nothing comes quick or nothing comes like immediately that doesn't come into the moment it's all worked into into little bits it's all worked into steps and you just gotta work with it you what my advice would really be is that have a good support system have people who will will help you and support you through your your journey in in studying and learning about the gospel um and to continue and to push yourself to keep reading your scriptures to pray often and to do the simple things that we all need to do is pray study and grow these are the beneficial things that will help you further your own decision and your own choice into knowing what is right and as you continue to develop these things and to pray it will give you a better defining moment of what what is the right choice and like anything 
in my mind, it's what you learn that helps make, that plays the bomb, the part in making your choice. But also, before you make that choice, you always got to think about how the way how Heavenly Father will help you make that decision. It'll give you that sense of peace and comfort or the warm spirit that you have to make the right choice. And I think it is a great choice. It was a great choice for me, being able to have good friends and to have a somewhat of a supportive family to help me in my in my journey into becoming a member of the church. And it's it's gotten me so close to my Heavenly Father. I see it every day in my life and I seen it even as I left on my mission and up to the point where I came back home, it's still been a light in my life. And sometimes when I get into my low places or I'm discouraged or I feel saddened or angry or something, anything that deals with emotion, I always think about the gospel. I always think about the scriptures. I think about conference talks and all that and builds my confidence and builds my um my joy and it makes me happy knowing that everything is all right everything will be all right because i know who my savior is i know who my heavenly father is and it gives me the vote of confidence that i need to keep moving forward and to walk with a glad spirit so my final question is what does it mean to you to know that you belong to the tribe of israel it is a special, it's a special and tender part of me in my heart to know that I am a, am I, I'm a part of that whole thing. To know who I am as a Navajo, as a part of the Navajo tribe, and also as an indigenous tribe, just to know that we, we're all unique. We all have our own our own journeys and our own paths that we need to take to developing our life and to live our own life. But in the end, we always find our path that leads back to something more grand or more extravagant, something that will give us the reassurance that everything will be okay. And what I have mentioned is that how everything that I correlated with my the stories that my grandparents taught me, it gave me a better understanding of what God intended for us. They, there's going to be a, there's going to be little things that always represent the creation of what uh, the creation of the world and how everything that we we have or what we were taught all all leads back to the things that God's taught us, our Heavenly Father's taught us. And I'm so blessed to, to have the opportunity to, to know that for myself, to serve a mission, to um, being able to understand who I am as a son of God, and to move with a, with a smile on my face, and to share my testimony and my beliefs with so many others, and to given that that knowledge of who they are and where they come from because we're all unique in the ways of God. And no matter who we are, whether we are white, black or white, male or female, bond free, 
anything like that. We are all children of God, and that we need to understand that we all have we all have the the blessed right to know who who where we come from and where we're going to be going. And it's a special opportunity for us to um, to understand all that to find our true selves and i'm so blessed to have these things in my life and to share that with my family and i'm so grateful for the church and for how much it's it's helped me throughout my life and for the book of mormon and how reading through all those stories has benefited me in giving me confidence and the courage i need to meet the challenges of my day-to-day tasks. And I'm so blessed for the opportunities I have to uh, the righteously and to always be that kind of person that will brighten someone's day and to help them with whatever they need. And just to be that kind of example to my people and to um, share my both my my heritage and my belief system with so many, and help them understand that everything works together and everything is one, because nothing is. Everything may be different, but everything leads back to one point, and every point leads always leads back to Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ. And I leave that all with you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Ben, for your time and for your story. I have really appreciated it. So my past week has been kind of hard. Some days harder than others. And, uh, yeah, it hasn't always been easy. I've been grumpy now and then. Yeah, some some different things have been happening in our family. Anyway, it was Friday morning. I woke up and I just kept thinking, why me? Why me? But it wasn't a why me? Oh, woe is me. It was a why me? Why are you blessing me with so much? I keep failing. I keep... I keep messing up. I keep missing the mark. I keep, I keep not feeling good about things. Uh, Thursday night, I had gone to the temple with my husband. It was planned a month ago, and uh, so I made my reservation a month ago, and then we went Thursday night. And I, yeah, I just was so grateful to be there, and I think that just was in my mind how grateful I was. So when I woke up Friday morning, why me? Why do you bless me with so much? Why did you bless me with being able to live so close to so many temples? Why did you bless me with a husband who is trying so hard to to be all the things that I need and our family needs? He's so good. Why, why did you bless me with so many wonderful family members and friends who just surround me? Why why do I, why did you bless me with being able to see good on even some days when I don't want to see good? Why, 
why did you bless me with, I don't know, like, I just, my list kept going on and on and I was so grateful to feel that way. I was so grateful to wake up and feel, why me? And I've heard that uh, a couple other people have said that through my past, one recently and one about a year and a half or two years ago. And I just felt like that. I just had a, a prayer in my heart, a song in my heart, heart. And I was so grateful for Heavenly Father and our Savior, even though things are not perfect, even though there's a struggle in our lives, even though I just am so grateful. And I hope that uh, this message helps you if you're feeling down or uh, needed that to know that Heavenly Father, um, He is blessing you. And I hope that you can feel the same why me. And if you're not feeling down, if you're feeling good, that you can feel that same why me as well. Why me? Why do you love me so much and bless me so much? And the answer is because we are his children. And I I just am so grateful for that. And I hope you have a super wonderful, awesome day. Tribe of Testimonies is not sponsored by The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. The music is a traditional hymn, Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing, arranged and performed by Kyle Forsyth. I would love to hear from you. I would love to hear how this podcast is affecting you. And I'm always looking for guests. If you or someone you know would be a great guest, you can reach me at tribeoftestimonies at gmail.com.